0: Hello and welcome to Rule of Carnage, a podcast and video series on the topic of designing better miniature games. Uh, Glenn Ford and uh, me, Mike Hutchinson, have designed some miniature games. Uh, I hope that each one that we have designed has got better, but if it hasn't, here's the place that we're going to figure out why and uh, try and do better. Sorry, thanks. (laughs) Um, One thing that I've never done uh, is convince anyone to publish one of my rule books with a hobby section in it uh i grew up on uh, gw rule books and white dwarfs where you always had a section explaining how to cut out bits of foam uh and bury books under blankets and generally uh paint miniatures and assemble cardboard buildings and such like and indeed sometimes they gave you cardboard buildings to assemble um It's not very in fashion right now to have that sort of uh, hobby content in a rule book. We talked a couple of episodes ago about the um, place of miniature photography versus illustrations in your rule book and how that kind of communicates the game and the hobby and the fantasy and everything. And we kind of didn't quite touch on this topic, but I think one thing that is quite it feels quite old school, but I guess I'm I'm intrigued about whether it oughts to, is this idea that in a in a game that in, is encouraging you to do DIY hobby and to assemble things, uh, why don't we see and put more hobby content in our rule books, and should we? Uh, I've got some feelings on this, but Glenn, you've also got some feelings.
1: Yeah, I mean, it is kind of weird, because it's like we don't. We don't write a set of fantasy rules, and then like the 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 fluff bit is there are wizards and orcs and stuff, and they battle, right? Blah blah blah. Let's get on. You'll with it. you'll figure it out. You'll figure it out, right? You know, you know, fantasy, you know, battling, right? Let's go. You know, we don't <laughs> have like a line of sight setting. Well, to be
0: fair, most Osprey books are roughly that.
1: <laughs> well, not a million miles off of it.
0: I mean, um, that's what gas lines is. You know cars, you know flamethrowers. Come on, crack on, people.
1: Yeah, but, you know, but, but you know what I mean? And, and like, it, rule sections, like, we'll often have rule sections that could be six inches, cross there, you know what you're doing, get on with it, mate, you know. Mm-hmm. But we obviously don't. And yet we go and then just assemble 20 highly detailed post-apocalyptic science fiction miniatures. And next and it's
0: like yeah and uh, and and place them and place them on a beautiful scaled terrain arrangement
1: given given you know either either fully manufactured or you could purchase one from you know several fine manufacturers
0: right And, and so and and it's interesting because like in your example there like move six inches you know what i mean like the answer to that is not because you can go and find lots of hobby blogs and people on instagram that will tell you how to play this game and how to measure correctly and how line of sight works in Gaslands yeah. or whatever, but, like, it's fine that, like, I guess because hobby is sort of cross-game, like, but, like, yeah.
1: Yeah, it's like, I, I totally think if I wrote a skirmish game that said you can move up to six inches in the normal skirmish game manner, and I left it at that, a significant number of people reading it would go, all right, yeah, fair enough, I reckon I could probably... <laughs> I could probably wriggle my way through that one if I don't put too many like other. Uh, okay,
0: Desi- design challenge alert. Uh, write the most non-specific rulebook that can still be <laughs> basically functioning. <laughs> um,
1: yeah, but but when it comes to hobby, we're pretty happy to like drop some pretty substantial like gauntlets on people, and then just wander off and be like, you know, no big thing. I. Uh, and i don't know what and i think i think a bit of it's because we're worried about being too prescriptive i think a lot of it is because we're worried about being a bit old fashioned because it's like you say you know this is so the sort of gw that i grew up with as a kid that had these yeah
0: and 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 we've since learned that that comes from like the 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 even more diy rule books of the 60s and 70s where you literally had to you know, purchase a book and then they would explain the basics of it because there wasn't even, like, magazines or internet or anything that you could look at.
1: Yeah, no, and there's some lovely bits in some old Donald uh, Featherstone uh, books where he's explaining how to build and pour your own metal miniatures into mm. molds and things, which is just beautiful in what is fundamentally a rule book for 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 playing the games it's like well this is how to like carve them out of soapstone and you know and it it feels very alien and I don't know whether it's like because of designers of modern games we're designing games that are very game-like and they're maybe not hobby objects
0: um, yeah. And I've talked a lot about how I think physical preparation is such a critical part of the loop of making these games work. You know, there's mental preparation, physical preparation, playing the game, and then, and then kind of post-game analysis leading into the going around the loop again. And yet we don't really do a ton to support that outside of including photographs that provide some kind of indication or aspiration and then providing kind of rules to generally describe the sorts of terrain or sorts of you know, factions and miniatures that we're going to get. But yeah. I suppose, like, from my point of view, and the reason I'm I'm feeling more and more interested in this is that um, as soon as Gaslands came out, there were a couple of things that people just wanted and needed to know straight away. Oh. And it's like, do you super glue the wheels? How do you get the two halves of a Hot Wheel car apart? Turns out you get a large drill bit and drill the, the head off the, the rivets. Hmm. You know, like, what? what are some of the basic things that I can use to make mesh windows or or barred-out windows? And I just feel like, and and like even something as simple as how do I make race gates, which even now, like seven years later, I've just realized the answer. And it's like, get some putty and stick a car upright into it, and that's perfect. Mm. Like some of those things, like if they'd had just been in a little full-color section in the center of the Gaslands rulebook, then it just would have removed some of that initial sort of uncertainty about how I get from the very very basic understanding to just like this first level of engaging with the game and how and particularly because Gaslands had the privilege of being something that for whatever reason just seemed kind of non-threatening to non-miniature gamers and we have quite a lot we have had quite a lot of board game fans walk past the table at board game conventions and sort of get interested and then get sort of slightly quizzical and 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 maybe maybe you know frightened of the fact that it's like well where's the terrain like how do i make the terrain how do i make this stuff Mm. and i can point at these things that i've you know i've deliberately made some quite ropey scenery for these things that are like literally toilet rolls and stuff painted gray um it's not you know it's not it's not beautiful 3d printed you know it's not other people's hard to obtain stuff. It's not even that sophisticated in its build. And so if I'd have also included in this central place, like here's how to get an old Pringles tube and an old toilet, you know, kitchen roll thing and a bit of texture paint, paint them gray. The magic is you do something, you do some hazard stripes somewhere and now everyone thinks it's brilliant. Mm. Um, I, yes. just, I, just think it, I just think it would have done a lot of work and I, and I think it will, I think it should and can do a lot of work. I suppose the problem is that it feels almost a bit generic in some context like if I'd have put a hobby section in Hobgoblin which had had some very general ideas of like here's how to create a general fantasy building or a pile of rocks. It's like well what's the value of this providing to this game specifically whereas I could have learned how to like make rocks out of foam from a trillion places on youtube and hobby blogs and
1: yeah and i think this is one of the major sort of considerations for this is yeah i totally think that gaslands is in respect to this in a very different place from hobgoblin
0: Mm.
1: um i think that anybody in the hobby should have a ballpark idea of how to get together stuff for hobgoblin and it's been interesting again you know the number of people who have come into hobgoblin as like their first miniatures game um and, and don't have a lot of the assumptions it's like in the hobgoblin um the electric studios discord people were sort of saying how big should a forest be and i'm sort of trying to say well think of the footprint of your unit and like an inch bigger than that in every direction that's a really nice starting point and they just have no like well,
0: which which when you think about it is a really weird size for a forest
1: yeah
0: yeah 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 like that's that's not even a coppice like what but but we we have experimented and been given plastic forests from gw and you know are used to having things that are about the size of an a4 piece of paper as are you know the largest size of terrain you can make is something from an a4 piece of paper so yeah
1: no absolutely you know i've been i've been to 100 conventions 100 tournaments i've got an accretion of knowledge of what you know uh, a a tabletop looks like for playing miniatures war games on that people that don't do this don't have
0: right and so like as an indie designer it's easy to fall into the the thought pattern that like i am almost certainly someone's 12th miniature game Hmm. and yet with gaslands and maybe with hobgoblin as well it turns out that's not true and actually i might be someone's first miniature game and i don't know if that's a privileged position to be in but at least it makes me stop and think like Hmm, maybe i should be considering what it's like if you know because every every rpg forever has always started with the like what is an rpg how do you do that and it gets really annoying because you know i've read 100 rpgs and i don't want to read that stupid three paragraphs of what is an rpg anymore yeah absolutely every time someone every time an rpg is published it's probably someone's first rpg and maybe that's useful but
1: yeah, I mean, but hopefully they have uh, like a, a GM or somebody who's it isn't their first ever RPG. That that that's a more worry. There's nobody at the table who hasn't ever played an RPG before.
0: I genuinely think I read Vampire the Masquerade Second Edition before I'd ever played a role playing game. So I I think I was the person for Vampire the Masquerade Second Edition who read that bit and was like, I need an example of play oh, that's an example of playoff, oh, thank God. Well,
1: they, they, you, you are the example of your own, <laughs> the, the defeat your own question there. Yeah. Um, but I think the thing is, I think there's a big difference for like, you know, Gaslands, genuinely most people weren't playing in, you know, don't have a lot of experience with the scale of, gas, um, uh, uh, of Gaslands cars and don't do a lot of modelling in Gaslands. Right,
0: no one has a 20 millimeter ish terrain collection yeah,
1: absolutely. Star gaslands, and at the very least, like knowing how to crack a Hot Wheel would have been a little thing to just drop into people to say, "Look, here's your first Hot Wheel. D- 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 open yeah. it up, paint these bits, put it back together." Would have been a nice thing in a way that, yeah, I totally agree. Hobgoblin, it would feel a bit like, you know, telling your grandmother how to suck eggs. It's a bit sort of, it's like, and not to sort of run the thing down, but. In the doomed, there's this uh, thing about the kit bash mentality and how to kit bash, and etc, etc. And I just felt kind of like, you know, triggered by that section, where it's just like, I, I know how to, you know, put together miniatures. Thank you very much. You know, Um, right. But
0: at the same time, I have incredibly fond memories of the kit bashing sections in like the old Chaos Space Marines rulebook from Second Edition 40k, where like, you know, there's these little sections, and they've got black and white. Photos of of the, the the metal unpainted metal miniatures
1: and and yeah and this is quite probably just something about my age or something but G W get to tell me how to do that G W get to well tell they me
0: did that. they did when you didn't know how to do it
1: no I know I know but the, you know it's, it's like yeah they have the eternal right because they are the they they have a grandfathered in right <laughs> to tell you this sort of stuff and nobody else does that might that might be true that might I think be. I think the thing to... I, I do think seriously. It is worth considering the weird out there, you know, um hobby things you might be asking. So for example, I'm working on a game at the moment that requires like um sixteen of these guys um for people to, to play it. Sixteen um four inch long uh maximum. Now that to me looks like
0: a like an animated wall like you would find in the portal video game.
1: Is that it it's does exactly game. what that one is intended to look like. And that is very much kind of how they work. Um, but the point is you need a whole bunch of them. Um, and I could totally see somebody. I expect most people to have a bunch of small walls in their collection. but I could totally see somebody coming to that game and going like, where am I going to get that many little walls? And the answer is you can get a sheet of foam board and you can score it and cut it out and you can really right with a easily. with a Biro and
0: like 2 quid's worth of materials you can make this in
1: like 20 minutes. Yeah, literally. But you won't
0: know that unless Glenn tells you that.
1: Exactly. And so for that specifically I want to put in a section, you know, of me with a metal ruler, you know, and a and a few very simple tools doing this thing and going like, "Look, here we go. I know it's a really weird tabletop I'm asking you to use. It's basically flat and it's got a whole bunch of very specifically sized walls um and so giving you like two pages of a thing going well this is how to do it really quickly and easily and cheaply I think is worthwhile in a way that also in that game I require you to have some like sci-fi dudes with like laser guns I'm not going to tell you how to get them you know that I expect you to sort of be able to source under your own auspices um and so I think sort of registering what's out there about the hobby. And I do think it's one of these things why it's really valuable to, you know, when you are play testing, when you're prototyping, whatever else it is, go through the hobby process that you're planning to put a player through. You know, actually don't just proxy all of your minis and, and have a, a blank table actually build the thing you're asking them to build, build right. be lecture, be on some
0: level the expert in making your game
1: instantiated or at least be the first person you put that through that pathway you know what i mean yeah, yeah, yeah. don't don't send a, a, a paying stranger down uh, a a roller coaster that you haven't been on yourself at least once so
0: a couple of examples this brings to mind, one from today, actually. So we haven't mentioned gold or Torch and Shield for a couple of episodes, so we better correct that. <laughs> so I, I, I was checking out his website and noticed a really nice hobby blog post that was about how to create the dungeon pathways and sort of tiles that you need for the game. And again, it was, you know, like, get some foam board, here's how to like carve it up so it looked good. And that like provided this really practical way of instantly and very inexpensively creating what is actually, there is a million ways to create a sort of modular dungeon layout. But he's got a really simple one that looks pretty good with just a bit of work. And actually, you know, if that's in the book and that's how everybody plays the game by default, and yes, it requires a bit of crafting, but so does like buying 3D printed miniatures, sticking them together and painting them. Like it's not beyond the wit of man. That's super interesting. And it compared... In my mind, with what um Sean Sutter have done with Relic Blades, um catacombs of Karai, um, like solo adventure one, where he's done something similar but not quite, which is he needs because it's like a tactical RPG where you need a very specific dungeon layout for each. Um, level he's said you need this number of like specific pieces and you he doesn't tell you how to make them but he draws these nice pictures that made me immediately go oh great I'll just get some foam and cut them out and 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 I get it um, and so I think if you're a talented illustrator like Sean you can get away with like sort of drawing fun little versions of what it is but what Grimscale has done with his blog post I think is also really powerful and maybe I would you know would love to have seen that in the rule book it's like well it's i'm asking you to get together a dungeon you can use your hero quest board or your like a random dungeon tiles from something else but like actually the canonical way of playing is this simple way of know, like like with yours like getting some foam board and creating the walls that you need for this sci-fi race this sci-fi action game
1: yeah absolutely and, and i think it's also there are different ways of engaging with the idea of hobby in, in your rule book. Like, so in Puke Apocalypse, um, obviously there's a very full on neon spattered sort of look to it. And there's a little paragraph where I say about what that, what the look is and whether you might want to recreate it. You don't have to, if you don't want to, this is a very extreme version of things. And then also Um, As you play through, you're meant to change your miniatures as things happen to them um, to sort of to 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 model their changes physically um, on the tabletop. And there are rules based around whether or not you're doing that. And within the sort of description of the gangs, there is a little section saying this is what you might physically do to a miniature. Mm. in order to represent you know obviously there are certain mutations that like say what they look like for the ones that don't you could just do this this is a simple way you know mm. like the the vom cultists robes are meant to get darker and darker and darker as they get stained with vomit you know you could just put another layer of wash on that that will represent the fact that they've gained a new mutation this is a way you could do that you know in the hobby and i'm not showing you physically how to do it but I'm talking to you about the fact that I'm asking you weird hobby things that you might not sort of be instantly comfortable with and I'm sort of saying well here's a way of doing it here's a way of approaching it here's a way of imagining it you know and then hopefully have fun with it yourself
0: yeah and I think like With gaslands, like the the photographs in the book did some of that by like showing my hodgepodge versions of it. And I also I think I really like the I really like the difference between like a hobby section in a GW book that tells you how to do the basic bodge job, but then it's also contrasted with like beautiful professional made terrain. And so you're like you're given the first step on the journey and you're given a vision of what the aspiration of like mastery is. And that to me like you know even that classic mike mcveigh progression of like three achievable steps and one completely unachievable like end state like you know where it's clearly different colors they're like the green is not the same (laughs) (laughs) like even even that is like has always provided that like first step and you know possibility of mastery thing and so i don't know it's yeah it's intriguing i think i think we're letting the miniature photography do a lot of the work in -hmm. this area right now whereas and we're letting our you know ancillary marketing material social media web stuff you know video content like do a lot of that lifting as well and maybe that's fine because we're in a hypertextual you know connected world right now but at the same time like we are doing a slightly weird thing which is creating an artifact and enshrining in that tome the ability to have a fun hobby experience and then a fun social experience and of course all of that stuff is connected but like if that's important maybe it should go in the tome
1: yeah possibly i mean also it might just be writing hobby sections are probably really hard as well it's like quite often i've sort of thought you know oh i'll i I sometimes try and do like painting videos or, or modeling videos, and I think oh, I'll paint. and I've already painted it, and I'm like oh no, I can't remember how I painted it, and I and I certainly can't recreate it now. Oh well, never mind. I'll do one. I next. think
0: it's a new it's a skill that requires practice for sure. Like I'm no expert at it, but like I enjoy, you know, I have enjoyed in the past doing little tutorials, like basically just taking photos at various stages during like a build, and then putting a blog post up where I punctuate that with me explaining what i have done um, so i think it can be as simple as that but i think it's it, it's a new discipline it's a new skill that needs it's a muscle that needs building if mm. if one was to decide to include it um, and i think the decision to put it in the rule book rather than just stick it on the website of your game is an intriguing one um, and only like one that only now am i kind of coming back to reassess because I I did genuinely ask Offspray if we could have a hobby section in Gaslands because I just thought that that would be good and maybe I thought that it would be kind of nostalgic and I was nostalgic for those hobby sections and so I did I did like that idea um but now I've I've fallen into a pattern of not considering it and so I'm you know coming up to the end of the year like I'm I'm, I'm reconsidering that and wondering
1: about it well if. You miss hobby sections in rule books. Um, If you don't miss hobby sections in rule books because you've recently seen a really, really nice one, um, swing down into the comment section and uh, tell us about the lovely one you found. Tell us about... You want to
0: talk me down from the ledge of putting hobby sections in all my future rule books?
1: or, Or boy Mike up into the idea of insisting on hobby sections on every single one of his rule books and fighting tooth and nail for them um i i think that i think they have a place i think there are bits of them that are a good idea um i'm not sure that a full-fledged one in every book is necessarily right for everybody
0: i mean like i've got a copy of rogue trader on my like the, the weird stuff like there's some tutorials in rogue trader about making like tanks out of egg boxes and stuff it's just
1: it's great. It's great. We all remember the, the shoebox land raider and, and, and things of that nature. Yeah. If you've seen it, if you've seen a good one of these, um, tell us about it in the comment section. If you've seen a bad one, tell us about it twice. Uh, while you're down there telling us about it, hit on the like and subscribe button. All hail the algorithm. It is our master and overlord. Uh, and then swing on past the discord and tell us there about um some spready, splendid hobby sections that you've seen come across Um, somebody you really enjoy reading the hobby bits and books of Um, and uh, for now though from this episode of rule of carnage it'll be a thank and goodbye so thank you and goodbye see you
0: next time bye